Que pasa, amigos? Bienvenidos to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. We are back this week with the UFC card going down in Mexico City, Mexico this weekend. 13 fights featuring a slew of Mexican fighters. And we're joined by our Hispanic resident himself, Ozzy. How we doing this week, my man? That's right. Hola, amigos. I like how you didn't say a posse of Mexicans. Um, shout out Phil Jackson for my Nick fam. Uh, so yeah, you know, we had a coming off that pay-per-view card. It was, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Some people, I don't know. Some people are saying they didn't really enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Some good live opportunities ended on a sour note personally, but congrats to a fellow, uh, Spanish speaker, Ilya Teforio. Amazing win. Uh, you know, I thought, I thought the read was pretty good. You know, when I was watching the fight, I, I did think that Volkanovski won the first round, even though some people were, you know, it was debated a little bit. Judges did have it for him. And I did feel that, you know, the, the fight potentially was getting a little bit away from Ilya Teporia, but then he just fired off, uh, you know, that kind of th- those hands that he's going to be known for when he, you know, goes into UFC Hall of Fame probably one day. But it was an awesome performance by him. He stayed in there. And it was sad to see Volk go out so viciously. What do you think? Yeah, obviously the main event was a bummer. I mean, Taporia, um, you know, got the job done. You know, looked it looked. You know, he was he was losing the fight, but he also was, I think, looking good throughout as well. Like he yeah, wasn't he was doing great. Um, yeah. But the the car did have eleven favorites. I think uh, Taporia was the only dog. And a lot of just like the most predicted outcomes, you know, a lot of the people, you know, Marab, Maverick, uh, Gary, Fluffy Whitaker, by submission, Fluffy were, yeah. submission. We said that, but those four fighters I just mentioned, the decision vector, uh, decision method was their most likely way of winning, and it happened. So I feel like a lot so of the fights, fluffy, so was so was Fluffy. That submission. is true. Um, so you know there was there was some okay moments, but overall I just think it wasn't like that surprising of a card. Vulcan, obviously the main event Ilya was surprising, but up until that you're point, you're such I don't... a WWE fan. Oh, surprising! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bro, it's not scripted. It's not. They're not all going to be surprising. Well, the, um, that's what I'm saying. Is the, these ones went to the script. It was a little too scripted. It didn't go to the script, bro. Just because. But here's was, here's a good thing. Though, doesn't Aussie. mean that it was to the script. Good thing. If, good thing. Go ahead. So the, the, the last Mexico card, right? The, the one, the Mexico card in Vegas, that one went pre-script, you know, it went to the script. Most, most of the Mexican fighters. It wasn't won. in Mexico. I, bro, I know I said it was in Vegas. Um, and then Grasso got her lucky draw. You know, they, they even phoned in a fucking favor to, to not have Alexa lose in the main event. Alexa won. No, she didn't, bro. It was a fucking draw. She won that fight. Anyway. So what happened with the Canada card is is the last Canada or two Canada cards ago, all the Canadian fighters won. And then this most recent one, I don't think a lot of them won. I think, uh, you know, MAB lost. No, they all lost. lost. Yeah, exactly. And the cards stunk. It was no good. The whole the whole card was not happen here. Yeah. So we're due for some some variance. uh, but, but, But what if the UFC saw the response to that and how like friends of ours like Chad, you know, they were so. I mean, that guy, I, I mean, I think he drank. He didn't do any spaces. I don't know. He was distraught, I feel. But it, it, it crushed the MMA fanhood of mm. so many Canadians. So don't True. you think they would see that? And they're like, ah, we don't want that to happen. We're doing the sphere, the the Mexican independence. So how, yeah. how do you like them apples? You know, no, you didn't think about right. that. I, mean, I, think, I think the fact that this card is actually. We hate Canada, Mexico. dude. We hate Canada. America. TKO. Ari Emanuel. Freaking. 
uh, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> That's enough about uh, last week. We're getting into 13 yeah. fights. Uh, uh, um, two five-rounders. Yeah. Um, decent card Ooh. top to bottom. So we're Is this going to be the new thing, dude? New Five-rounders. Two of them. I'm with Put it. Them on. Let's do up. it. Come on. Uh, top of the card. Pay that extra money. Top of the card, two rematches. There's actually three rematches on this entire card. But, oh, Jesus. Um, hey, uh, and, Brent... and for everybody for everybody talking about 135 being Robert Whitaker versus what do you like better? Robert Whitaker versus uh uh Vitor or whatever, whoever whoever the hell he fought. Or that one thirty five or the Marab fight. Come on, dude. Come on, boys. Come on. It's not that was true. Fight. That was that was a good one, yeah. Um no question, no brainer. Okay, let's get started. Uh, the, okay, the, okay, the, okay. Battle, the Battle of the Brandons. Uh, Brandon okay, Moreno, okay. Brand, Brandon Royval. Odds for this one mm-hmm, have Moreno mm-hmm. minus 290, Royval plus 245. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we saw this fight the first time uh, back at the end of 2020. Kind of a weird fight. You know, Moreno's out grappling Royval. Royval hurts his shoulder, starts crying in agony, and it's a TKO. The fight is over. Um, in that fight, I was just rewatching it. I noticed how easy it was for Brandon Moreno to take Roy Vall down and to control him, honestly. I mean, Roy Vall is his takedown defense has always sucked. But after he gets on the ground, he gets controlled easily. He gives up his back. We clearly saw that in the Pantoja fight, the rematch, that he was like, okay, I got Renika choked in the, the first fight. I'm going to lay flat on my back as much as I can. I don't want to get my back taken. I don't want to get choked out. And that led to him just laying on his back for 20 minutes straight and getting destroyed there so it's interesting to see what he's going to do here once he gets taken down and there will be takedowns how is he going to react is he going to do the same thing and just be content to lay there or is he going to try to get up and give up his back um i i lean the latter i think he's going to be like i losing that fight that last fight to pandosha did nothing for me i lost by decision big whoop but I think this time he's going to be like, let me actually try to get the fuck up. This fight is a little bit short notice for him as well. It was supposed to be Albazi. So I think Roy Ball is going to come in with a little more reckless of an attitude. And let's hope so, because that Pantosha fight just wasn't exciting. Um, and on the feet, man, I think it is going to be close because Roy Ball, he pumps out nonstop volume, but he's, his defense is also bad. His chin is not good. Uh, I mean, Fucking Matt Schnell dropped him bad in his fight. So I think Moreno's going to win the fight pretty comfortably. I just don't see, uh, you know, Royval winning this one. I think it's probably going to have to be a knockout if Royval wants to win. Um, definitely don't think Royval can win a decision here. So I think Moreno won't have too much trouble and will eventually find a finish in maybe the second or third round. And, uh, you know, it's a bummer we lost out on Albazi versus Moreno. We're getting a rematch here. You know, not the worst late notice fight, but I'm not looking forward to it really. So, uh, any thoughts here? I very much do not like Brandon Royval as a fighter. I'm not interested in his fights. I feel like, honestly, I, I'm not trying to drag him, but fights like his are why people watch the 125ers and they're like, I'm not interested because. Some of his like some of the little shots that he was throwing against Pantoja in that fifth round, they were just pathetic. It was just like Pantoja was absolutely gassed. Roy Val was gassed, even though for the most part, like I'm not saying he didn't do anything, but he was just getting controlled for good bits of that fight where he was whether it be the guy had his back taken, whatever. And he's a 125er. And then, you know, he's landing on Pantoja and like it literally the the only reason Pantoja was kind of like bobbing around was because he needed oxygen. <laughs> it was not <laughs> because Brandon Royval was hitting him hard. Um, and then you see DDP versus Strickland, and these dudes are throwing down the fifth round. So I don't know. 
honestly, you know why it is, Martian, because no male, uh, adult age male should be 125 pounds, bro. It should not <laughs> be the case. It's true. It's the truth, dude. And even in 1FC, bro, they don't do 125, dude. They do the hydration test, and those guys are like 140 pounders or something. They like used that. to have atom weight, though, I think, in for men's. They used to have like, or no, no, that was your weight class, weight. See, right? Straw, yeah, that straw was weight. They used, to have, that was, they used to have straw weight. That was your weight class. That was your weight class. Um, but I, I mean, I obviously I think Brandon Moreno, Brandon Moreno should piece him up, take him down when he wants, take his back. You know, the only he's fought in Mexico. Did he fight Mexico City? Did he fight Sergio Pettis? Yeah, he's did. fought here before. He's had the experience. He's minus three hundred for a reason. I would have laid the two seventy. I think I did. I don't remember. Maybe I parlayed him. Who the hell knows? But I think he's gonna finish him. So, um, he couldn't choke him out though. So that's why you would have to go inside the distance. Mm-hmm. But maybe let's go. Uh, and the knockout is under four to one. So inside the distance or under for Brandon Moreno. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ITD is plus one fifty uh, out on DraftKings right now. I think it's going to be sub. I think it's going to be a rude naked choke. It's probably um, not. It's probably going to go to decision. <laughs> uh, let's hope not. Um, so co-main event time: Yair Rodriguez taking on Brian Ortega. Another rematch. Uh, odds for this one: Yair was the favorite minus one forty-six. Ortega plus one twenty-six. Just some context: the last time these guys were booked, uh, July twenty twenty-two. Ortega closed near two to one. He was uh, minus one ninety at close in that fight, uh, one eighty five, whatever. But uh, you know, pretty big flip in the line here. The lines totally flipped. Give us your thoughts on you know the the how the first fight went and your opinion on the odds being flipped here in the rematch. Speaking of line flip, I was, you remember we were talking about Bader versus Henan, and it's it's a pickup now. Oh. Um, that that's another fight coming up this week, right? Is that this week or next? Yeah, this week. Yeah, cool. Um, and Yoel, nice. Uh, okay, yeah. So you know the the first fight came out and Yair, he was kind of landing a lot of those uh, jab crosses and Ortega's reaction time just looks bad to me. And um, but he he does not get dissuaded very much. You know, he he's kind of not really thinking, but. I don't really, when I see that, doesn't make me, uh, didn't make me feel uh, confident in his rest of career. Um, just because his wrestling has traditionally not been that good. Some of his hands, like when he throws them, like, I don't know. He's never really put together that many great performances. You know, I'm a fan for sure. But here, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards the over. I just feel that potentially this fight is going to go a little bit later. Um, they both need to know that they probably need to keep uh, some of their gas tank conserved. And Yair is just slippery, even if he is uh, taken down and stuff like that or on the ground. You know, he goes goes into unorthodox positions. I just feel that he'll probably be hard to latch on to some kind of – like, look, last time when he got taken down, he latched onto his arm. But I'm saying he's unposed a threat, and I think it's not going to be easy for Ortega to cut through him. And then on the feet, they're, they're both very durable. And they're they're kind of friendly too, you know. I'm not saying that they're going to be in a sparring match, but you know, obviously, I, I don't. But, but like Martian mentioned, it was four and a half last time. Now it's two and a half. Um, so I'll, I'll take the two and a half for a little sweat, and I would lean towards the Brian Ortega side just because it's plus money. But I would not bet on. I'm not betting on Brian Ortega unless it's a live price. But probably not. I'm, I'm going to just take the over, sit back, and relax. 
Yeah, I won't spend too much time because I don't have like a concrete uh, read on this fight. I don't think really you can either. I mean, these guys are both so, you know, variable and unpredictable that I, I think having like a confident opinion on the money line here is a bit foolish. Um, I took some of that Ortega sub plus 360 on FanDuel just because anytime this fight tangles up in the clinch, you know, he can latch onto a guillotine or if it gets on the floor, obviously he can attack with a, a varied amount of, of front chokes, triangles. Um, and I think that eventually at this, at some point in the fight, they are going to tangle up. We saw in the first fight that Yair was, you know, snapping them, uh, snapping punches at him, hitting him with kicks, but Ortega didn't care, man. This guy's so durable to the head. We've seen him take absolute, you know, slaughters from Holloway and Volkanovsky. And he could just take damage to the head. So I think if Yair wants to finish him, he's going to have to target the body with one of those big body kicks. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that or Ortega in typical Ortega fashion is going to get hit a lot, but he's going to march through it all. He's going to find a way to get the fight in his realm. And eventually he's going to get the fight, uh, you know, in that realm. And I think he probably will find a submission in uh, probably the, I would say past the second round. I would say maybe the third or the fourth round for Ortega. Book you. Book you. Yeah, and uh, Ortega sub three four five is plus eight fifty. Uh, I also just think Ortega no scorecards is probably good here because I think he's uh, he's much tougher to finish than Yair. We've seen Yair finished uh, even that that Volkanovski fight, man. I mean, he got hurt with a, it was kind of like a glancing hook. You know, he kind of had like one leg up in the air. He was throwing a kick and, uh, you know, he just didn't provide much resistance once he got finished there. So uh, Yair choke, has never choke, been sub. Choker submission, choker submission. What do you or a choke, a choker or, or a joint lock? Oh, I think it'll be like a. I'm gonna go uh, Anaconda. Yeah, I was arm, thinking Darth. I was arm, thinking Darth. Am, Anaconda comes out the armpit. It, A's. That's how I always remembered it. I don't know how you remembered it. Is, is neck is neck to pit? Neck to pit is Anaconda, and pit to neck is the Darth. Yeah. All right, moving on to lightweight, and this is actually the. Uh, there's a few lightweight fights on this card, but there's that's the highest weight class. Not a single fight above 155, which I like. And we have Daniel Zellhuber taking on Francisco Prado. Odds for this one, Zellhuber minus 260, Prado plus 220. Uh, my my thinking is it's dog or pass here. Um, both guys are young and improving a lot. I think Prado is actually even younger than Zellhuber, uh, one of the youngest males on the roster. But... Uh, you know, just watching Zell Huber, uh, he lost round one to Yagos. He had that very confusing performance versus Ogden, where he just didn't really show up to fight at all. Uh, so I'm just a little more not quite completely sold. I mean, even had a close fight with uh, Lando at times. You know, some of those rounds, he dropped Lando, I think, in the first round. But those second and third rounds, real close. And I just think that Prado is going to take it to him, and he's going to look live here as a two-to-one dog. Um I wouldn't be surprised to see Zellhober take over late in the fight because he's got more late fight experience than Prado. I think Prado's never, no, Prado's never won a decision. Um, he's only been to a decision one time, and that was uh, the Malarkey fight where he debuted and lost. Uh, so I think that the longer the fight goes, it's probably better for Zellhuber. But I'm just not quite sold enough on the guy to put him above 70%, especially on a, you know, a young and improving prospect like Prado. I think Prado is skilled on the feet and on the floor. No like glaring weaknesses. So this is a good fight, man. Well-matched fight um, to, uh, you know, Hispanic guys going at it. The crowd will definitely be behind the Mexican Zell Huber. But I would wait for Zell Huber live probably and uh, maybe take like some of those late Zell Huber props. Uh, any thoughts for you here? Did you mention the reach advantage? 
I did not, but I'm. What is it? Se seven inches or something? It's big. It's big. Is what she told me. She said it's big. Um. So yeah, you go. You you got you got a fight between two South Americans eight or, or eight inches. Yeah, that's yeah, a whole great. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Chad will. Chad's didn't love that one. Francisco um, Prado was born in 2002, bro. <laughs> good for him, dude. Good for him. I mean, the guy's a good athlete. You know, he's wound up nice and tight. Uh, <laughs> um, he's got, like, real snappy kicks. Uh, but I feel that this is a very tough fight for him. It's kind of like a build-up fight for Zell Huber. A, hey, look, look at this little cool other South American dude we have in, uh, in Prado. But I feel with the reach advantage, the jab, um, how Zell Huber has a great chin. Um, and then that potentially that I feel that <clears throat> when they lock up the leverage and the uh, experience and wrestling advantage, I feel that Zahubri will have later, like as the fight goes on, I think it's going to be important here. So at least a minus 250, I will say, on Daniel Zahuber to win this fight. Yeah, I think live is good, man. The price, actually, one book, uh, what is this? Um... Unibet has seven to one on Zell Huber two and thirteen to one on Zell Huber three. I think three is good. I think um, the way if it gets to round three, Zell Huber should be in control at that point uh, because he just has so much more experience in the third round, and he, he just seems like a guy who works into fights as as they go on. So and, and he will have Eric coach Eric Nixick in his corner. That's big. It that's is big. Um, Eric, Eric should be in. You know Saudi Arabia trainer Francis, but he was like, you know what, Zahuber is one of the guys, so I got to be there. One thing we haven't mentioned yet is the uh, the preparation with this, the altitude. You know, it's like what seven thousand feet altitude. Um, I think mo most of the Mexican fighters have been there for a while. Uh, some of the guys, the Brazilians on the card, got a little bit of a late late notice uh, getting there, so that could be a concern. But, um. You know, you do have to keep that in mind. We saw the fighters in, in uh, Salt Lake City gas out a lot, and now you know we're at that big elevation, so it's something to consider. So, uh, bantamweight fight next: uh, Raul Rosas Jr. Ricky Tercio's odds for this one have uh, Rosas as the favorite, minus two ten. Tercio's plus one eighty. Good amount of action coming in on Tercio's here. Give us your thoughts on this fight. Uh, don't really care about this fight. I'm gonna be honest with you. Ricky, easy to take down, but once he gets on the ground, he—he, he, I mean, he's not a bad grappler. Uh, but I don't really have a great read on this fight. Ricky burned me so bad against Zahabi, dude. How did he? What was that performance? What was that, Martian? I don't know what it was, but it wasn't enough, or it was enough to make me think that the price that is in front of me right now is not enough. So my pick will be Raul Rosas Jr. Okay, sounds good. Uh, for me in this fight, that's tough. I I, I did a uh, yeah. You took a shit like you got a you got a good pick. Go ahead. Let's no, hear, no, no. Let's I don't hear this analysis. I don't. I actually had to take my headset off for a second, so I was just kind of like transitioning yeah. back into the mix. Yeah. So um. Tercios before the fight is no good in my opinion, especially at this price. Maybe if you got the two to one price, that was fine. But man, just watching Tercios fight, man, this guy is wrestling fucking sucks. I mean, the Brady High stand taking him down over and over again. There's so many positions in that fight where he just made the wrong move and he was in a bad spot and he put himself in a worse spot. Oh, he escapes. He's in a good position. And then he ends right back on bottom. 
just time and time again. Enthusiastically, and then got, though. Enthusia he's enthusiastic with it. And then a little bit of, more than a year later, he's fighting Kevin Natividad, who's a worse grappler than High Stand, and he's getting taken down just as easily, making the same mistakes, putting himself in bad positions. He escapes. He doesn't make the most of it and puts himself right, right back on bottom. So I just think this guy's wrestling and grappling IQ is pretty bad. And, you know, Rosas, that's the one thing he does really good is, is grapple. And I think that he will do so here, especially early, man. You, you, you got to be concerned about Rosas's cardio because um, we did see him significantly slow down in the Christian Rodriguez fight. Uh, and then before that, you know, the Mando Gutierrez fight, he, he, he had some sketchy moments in that fight. He was never in like, a, he was never in trouble. He was never in trouble. Oh, I mean, that was embarrassing <laughs> from him on, in, in all honesty, but um, yeah, when he was like 15, <laughs> well, so he has, that he's never been in round three. Oh, he's been in round three two times, and he's and one and one. one. He, beat, he beat Mando once, and then he lost to Rodriguez once. So we really have no idea of what this guy's cardio is like because we've only seen it twice. And the thing about him Probably is, good, honestly. he's Probably fighting good. at one thirty-five, right? But he's—I mean—he's a growing boy. He's nineteen years old. At a certain point. Um, the 135 weight class isn't going to work for him anymore. And that weight cut is probably going to be getting really hard for him because he's been... He's training with Marab every day. Well, he's been cutting down though to 135. Uh, oh, no, he used to actually fight a featherweight, apparently. He's been cutting down to 135 since he was like 16, 17 years old. He's not going to be able to continue making that weight as easily when he's growing and you know getting more muscle as, as men do. As uh, He looks like Squidward when he's like really dried up. You know, uh-huh. some of those episodes when, when they, like, wash up on shore and they're like, huh? Yeah. He kind of looks like Squidward, like, all dried out, paused. So, Rosas, before the fight, I think I think um, he's honestly at the side. I think he's going to probably win the first round, probably the first round or two. I don't know if he's going to finish, Ricky. I would doubt it. I don't think his, his grappling control is really good. I think this will be a lot of uh, up and down. I think Tercios will escape. And Tercios makes you work, man. That's the one thing about this guy is he has really good cardio. Outside of the Zahabi fight, he has a really good work rate. In the high stand fight, the, the, the Natividad fight, I mean, he rallied big in round three to, to win those much-needed rounds to win his decision there. So if it's that typical Tercios fight where they're up and down and they're trading in positions, I think that's going to gas Rosas out. And uh, the second half of the fight may favor Ricky Tercios. So um, before the fight, I would say Rosas' decision on the bets is the, the most enticing one, which you can get around you know plus 225 on some books. But I would be looking for uh, for Tercios live here, definitely halfway through the fight. And then what's Tercios round three plus two thousand? Have we ever have we got into a bet that you made yet on any of these fights? Yeah, yeah, I bet uh, Moreno. I bet Moreno ITD and and Ortega sub and Ortega no scorecards. But yeah, I think. I think Tercio, I think 225 is, is okay, but I would be more inclined to play Tercios round three and then wait for that, that finger on the trigger for the live bet because the um, live bet. Tercios makes motherfuckers work, man. And we hey, saw, man. we just saw, we just saw Rosas. He had one round of control versus Rodriguez, right? It wasn't even that hard of a round. He controlled him the entire time. Round two, death dead gas totally gassed out in that fight so let, um, let, let me ahead. come back in because i didn't give it so let's i'll be honest so the first that first c-raw fight that he had or the christian rodriguez fight you know obviously he gassed but you know there is a difference i will say in like holding that body triangle there's just something about when you're clenching that that is 
sometimes not as tiring as actually when you're like holding a guy down or like top half guard or whatever, you know, just other positions when you're kind of moving more instead of uh, squeezing. But let's be honest, guys, the guy's never been this altitude elevation. And what were you when you were 18, 19? You were stupid. You were dumb. So you probably, he's probably not even respecting it. So, I mean, Ricky, I'm, I, I probably trust Ricky's cardio at this elevation. So that round three back is good. I, I understand why the action will come in on Ricky, because if he could dig underhooks at all, dude, and, and keep this guy off, but I don't know if he can, dude. I, I, I really don't. Mm. Yeah. So that's going to move us along to the women's strawweight division. Yasmin Yaraguri taking on Sam Hughes. Odds for this one. Yasmin Yaraguri minus 530. Sam Hughes plus 405. A woman's fa- uh, fighter at 84%. What yes. could go wrong? What could go wrong? Yes. I mean, you know, interesting fight here. You know, obviously this girl got knocked out in her last fight um, quickly, you know, and, and she got dropped a few times. You know, it was kind of like, Hit her, try to get up, hit her again, whatever. Um, obviously, I think that she's more de- the much more dangerous fighter in this uh, matchup. And it is, you know, obviously there's a price shock when you look at it and you see that. But then you also have to remember that the girls that Sam Hughes is beating are definitely the lower tier, right? Like, it's a Sam Hughes has been fighting in a low tier of the women. Now, I'm not saying Denise Gomes, right? It was Denise Gomes, right? Yes. I'm not saying Denise Gomes is higher, but I'm saying Yasmin Yaraguri is thought to be a lot higher. And with her skills, you know, I do think that she would probably butcher a few of these girls up. Um, But, I mean, it has to be kind of Sam Hughes their past. But, you know, I mean, Sam Hughes, she's shown proven cardio, ready. But, like, look at the girls, dude. Estella Nunes. Are you betting Sam Page, bro? Are you betting her? Kaplan, I'm, no, no, I'm not. Honestly, I'm not. Mm. You can't I'm be wrong. You can't. I really doubt. I mean, sure, Sam Hughes is likely to lose. But I doubt we're going to be wrong betting her at plus 400. And, I mean, if you look at Yaraguri's uh, fight history, she was minus, like, 215 versus Lucindo. That was a 29-28 clear win for her there. She was minus 275 versus uh, that bum Nunez got dropped, lost round one. Huge favorite over Gomez, got knocked out in round one. So I think there's kind of a pattern here with her being a big favorite and it not really living up to the hype. So I don't see why she just got knocked out in 20 seconds and she's an even bigger favorite in this fight. Now, Sam Hughes, much different fighter than Gomez, but Gomes or excuse me, Hughes has been in the role of spoiler before. I mean, she's been the underdog in every single one of her UFC fights. And, and you know, several of those fights, she gritted out wins. The Amarin fight, the Nunez fight. Um, you know, she had adversity early on there, worked her way through it, and came out on top at the end because she has good cardio and she is just reliable to be there in round three, you know? So I think if this fight hits round three, um, you know, you got to be feeling live about Sam Hughes' chances. So when the fight's at distance, sure, Yaraguri is going to be the better striker of the two. She has pretty good boxing for a woman. And the thing is, though, with Yasmin, we don't know what she looks like on bottom. It's not like Hughes has good takedowns. But if for any reason Yaraguri ends on bottom, we have no idea what that's going to look like. 
and Sam Hughes in that Estella Nunez fight, she showed the, the ability to be able to pressure and to put up volume and to strike with her opponent. So when Nunez started slowing down a little bit in round two, you saw Sam pushing forward. You saw her throwing straight punches. She was making Estella work. And just because she was eating some straight punches on the way in, she wasn't scared. Sam Page is a fucking dog, man. She is totally uh, in these fights. She's totally comfortable in the role playing the spoiler. And I'm totally comfortable laying a, a small bet on her at plus 400, man. Half unit bet. Don't overthink this shit. Um, not going to give back my total uh, winnings on Sam's last fight. She cashes a plus 250 dog there. But, you know, small bet. Hughes can't go wrong, in my opinion. And, you know, hopefully she mixes in some takedowns, weaponizes her cardio. And uh, I just don't think E.R. Gurry is going to look minus 500 here. So I'm excited for this one. That's a good fight. Honestly, though, I think the UFC might regret this one because I think they're like, man, we should have given Yasmin an easier bounce back than Sam Page Hughes, uh, who I think uh, I think Sam's going to do really well here. Moving on, last fight on the main card, lightweight division, Manuel Torres, Chris Duncan. Odds for this one, Torres minus 190, Duncan plus 165. This fight was a near pick em, uh for a while. And then we just saw a ton of action come in on Manuel Torres this past week, getting all the way to 65% for Torres here. My turn to start this one off as well. So Torres is obviously a nasty striker, man. He's been putting guys to sleep. That Nicholas Mota knockout, one of the best knockouts of the entire year. Step in elbow, underutilized strike, and he just fucking killed Nicholas Mota there. Um, like, if you look at that fight, like, Nicholas Mota is, like, he he falls directly on his side. It look, I mean, he looks like someone sleeping in bed. He was completely uh, as unconscious as you get. Um, but Torres... Very creative motion. Torres... Have we? When was the last time we saw him outside of round one? I got to refresh my memory on this because it's a, a long fucking time ago. 2018. Ask his split, wife. Ask his split, de- split decision. He has been out of round one one time in six or seven years. Okay. When's the last time we saw him on bottom? A long time ago. He has two submission losses, <laughs> a knee bar and a heel hook loss. So what I'm saying, guys, is we don't know how his grappling looks. We don't know how his cardio is. And we, we see this time and time again. And, you know... Me, definitely. I think Ozzy a little bit, but not as much as me. I'm always looking to potentially bet against the guys with these, you know, unknowns. How do how does their grappling look? How does their cardio look? I'm willing to take the plus money to bet against them. And I think Chris Duncan is undoubtedly the side here. Um, he has shown the ability to implement a grappling game plan, multiple fights in a row, the Ashmoos fight a little bit, and definitely the Omar Morales fight. He was just shooting a ton of the takedowns. Did, 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 didn't you say, didn't you not believe that he was going to grapple versus Omar? I did not. I did not. I was wrong. You That was a sharp read by you. That was one of your best. Did, didn't time. you pick Omar? Didn't you pick Omar? Yeah, I bet him. Yeah, fucking lost. Mm, anyway. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Anyway, getting over Chris, getting back to Chris Duncan, um, you know, he, we saw that fight against Charlie Campbell where he got lit up and almost knocked out. Uh, he's been training at ATT for almost two years. He's been training with Grant Dawson, and he clearly is working on his grappling and has shown that he's doing pretty well with this. So I think um, he's easily the side here. Going to be uh, laying a bet on him myself for one unit. Um, probably going to be taking some of that Chris Duncan round two, round three, which the odds somehow aren't up for yet. Um, and maybe even some Chris Duncan decision, which is going to be a huge number, plus seven or eight to one. 
Uh, but I'm not going to take it yet because apparently this Manuel Torres steam is showing no sign of slowing down. And with these Mexican cards, with the favorites winning last week, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more action continue to pour in on the favorites. So if you guys like some underdogs, you might be better off waiting and just seeing where the line moves this week. So what are your thoughts here? You're, you're, you're the leader of underdog nation, huh? No. That's you. You're the dog catcher, fox catcher, foxy. Um. Yeah, you know, I've been a Chris. If Sam Hughes wins, I'm the fox catcher, that's for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sam Hughes is probably not going to win. Uh, uh, probably. I mean, the plus 405 probably isn't going to win. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, you think that isn't a win, which is good. That's what it's all about, dude. Honestly, with these underdogs, especially like the Sam Hughes here, when it gets above like 325, you just got to convince yourself they're going to win. You know, just convince yourself and, and walk it back. Anyway, uh, I've been a supporter of Chris Duncan. But I will say that, um, fuck, I mean, I think that he is very live to win, but he's also very live to be looking Kill. good or pulling the fight back yeah, and then get hit with a big strike. Um, you know, his cardio, sometimes he just doesn't move and evade. He kind of just tries to stay in his ground, right, like a, like a good Florida a uh, citizen, but he he is not one yet. But he, you know, he 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 plays one during the day. Uh, how any good Florida citizen would do. So I'm gonna just I'll pick Chris Duncan to win because I just feel that early he's gonna be keeping his hands high. Local tourists is gonna be trying to download information, and uh, and he's gonna get taken down. And I'm gonna be able to hedge out. If I want to, but I don't think I would need to. I think that local tour is like a lot of times that he's get gets up, he's gonna be using a lot of energy to get up. Like Chris Duncan's gonna be clinging onto him, riding him, pause, and uh <laughs> trying to really hold him down and Matt wrestle him. I think it's gonna be successful early on. I like it. I mean, yeah, obviously the guy can get killed in the first round, but I'm I'm quite confident that if this fight gets out of the first round, Chris Duncan is going to be looking pretty good. So you're basically taking, you know, less than 40% for him to make it out of the first round. I'm, I'm down to down to take some of that. We're getting a better price than we did when we got him against Omar Morales. Certainly. Um, Funny, funny moment. I'll share it with with the listeners, uh, with some oh. of our, some of our buddies here, our boy, um, scrap capper jt was trying to convince us not to bet uh nicholas mota he was trying to he did his best i did we didn't listen i didn't listen and uh you know gagabe our, our man predicted you know he saw your the, man your man he, he saw your the man. It, he, he's your buddy too um your man he, he your saw man. the exchange get wiped and he said torres dead question mark <laughs> jt your responded man. nope <laughs> i just then, meet people like that who yeah i hate anybody who tries to tell the result of something that they don't even know. They just want to tell you that like something yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They you don't even that. know shit. Shut you up. Hate that. Be quiet. Um, <laughs> just that simple nope. We're like, ah, wrong guy. But um, all right, that was a fun little uh, anecdote there. Moving down to the uh, the band of win. You, you enjoyed it. Come on. You, uh, Christian Quinones taking on Hayuni Barcelos. Odds for this one have Barcelos minus 192. Quinones plus 167. Um, oh, my turn, turn, right? Yes, my turn. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, inter- it, it, interesting fight here. I really didn't see it coming. Um, what's it called? Uh, Christian Quinones, like his fight, like his contender fight, I felt was like a bit under the radar, as well as a few of his performances, even though I did back him 
against I believe the Taha guy it was and maybe the one or two one of his other fights as well um coming off a loss uh you know as well as Tyone Barcelos he's hit a little bit of a skid here at the bottom of the top 15 um my angle on this fight though is I don't know why the goes the decision line or the over is plus money but I'm taking it dude because I feel that Barcelos sometimes it's grappling Either he gets the guys down too late in the round to maybe cut through them, or he's interested in pounding their face in, which he does do from time to time. But I feel Christian Quinones is a Mexican. It's gonna be tough to knock him out. And then on the ground, dude, he's not a, he's not to, like that bad. I know he got rear naked choked. It looked a little bad, but I, I don't think yeah, that he's pick, like yeah. He got rocked first, so I don't think that he or he got guillotine first. I don't remember, dude. Um, he's at bottom mountain. They gave it the back. Uh, but I don't feel that his grappling is that bad, and I feel that I think that the, that result is being factored into this line, and I feel that uh, GTD is very live here, so I'm going with that. Yeah, I I see what you're saying about the over. I mean, I think it is probably being um undervalued the over here, but I do think that I'm I'm concerned about Barcelos getting hit early because you know skill wise, Barcelos is far far better than quinones but we are seeing barcelos showing signs of age you know five and oh in the ufc to start his career he's been one and four since then some unfortunate luck in some of those fights um but i mean i think the guy's chin is you know falling off a little bit where you know that little that little punch versus uh umar put him out um that got, little punch yeah it was like a wasn't it like a a glancing punch he threw like a body kick and then like it was like a, it was like yeah. the same thing it was like the same thing that uh armin knocked out benny with yeah no but but he didn't even have his foot planted i remember umar's like one foot wasn't even on the ground umar's on roids dude anyway um he, the the barcelos one was just speed you know Bar- or, excuse me the phillips one was just speed um phillips started in with a combination he got he got dropped though dropped in round one but the thing is i, I rewatched that and barcelos like it was just it was just a flash knockdown because he got back up to his feet and he was clearly with it he got back to work and he he probably won the rest of that round and that fight against phillips man, was just really really close i mean I don't think he won that fight, but he was just a few moments away from winning. I th- he thought he won the first, uh, the third round for sure. And outside of that knockdown in the first round, he did really good. So I still think he's a really quality fighter, but I think the chin is slipping a little bit. So I think th- your your biggest exposure to the the under is Quinones round one KO. So maybe take a little bit of that to offset. Mm, but- dude, come on, we got to fade Quinones round one KO. Yeah, I mean that, that would be bad. It would be bad, but. Um, the guy does throw a lot of punches, man. He, he that's one thing he does is ju- he just spams punches. But yeah, Barcelos, man, is the much more skilled fighter. He's the much better grappler. I think that if he uh, mixes in some takedowns, that should be a safe win. So I'm looking at live bet Hyoni here. I just want to see how he looks in the first couple of minutes, and then um, maybe look to live bet him. But the one thing about this fight, the cardio could be a concern here because Quinones has been in Mexico for a while. Barcelos just got there this week. Um, Barcelos, Mendoza, uh, Lacerda, and Dos Santos, all the Brazilians got there just three or four days ago. So I saw one guy in Mexico, uh, Rodrigo Del Campo, this reporter said that if you get there in between like two weeks and a few days, it's actually worse for you. You're actually better off getting there like as soon as possible. That doesn't even make sense. Weeks ahead of time. That's what he said, bro. You You ever been to Mexico City? Does that make sense to you, bro? I trust Red Rodrigo Del Campo. Bro. He he. So he so he's basically saying, don't you might as well not come. 
<laughs> no, he was, he was saying that's if basically you, what he said, dude. That's basically what he said. No, he's no, like, no, there's nothing that you can do. The only thing you can do is not come. Dude. No, no, that's not what he's saying. You're missing. <laughs> that's what he said. He's like, yo, come, you got to come here three weeks in advance. You got to no, stay. He said, you gotta he said, stay, you gotta stay. You, you got to stay in my Airbnb for three weeks, dude, and get acclimated. Chill, don't be disres- yeah, don't be disrespecting him. Um, yeah, he's a nobody. Spell his name. What's his Twitter? No, bro, his 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 wife is the hottest woman in, woman in uh, MMA what? media. In MMA media, she's hotter than Amy Kaplan. Um, anyway, anyway, dude, that um, just doesn't make any sense. He's like, bro, he's so. Uh, I mean, if you don't come I, this day, I don't come it, at all. No, no, no. I think it, he's got something to it. I'm gonna I'm look it. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna do some research in the yeah, meantime. Look into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, said, if, we... you don't, if you don't come three weeks, whatever, dude. You, you didn't even fucking hear it. You didn't even fucking hear it. Anyway, um, flyweight division. Jesus Aguilar taking on Mateusz Mendonca. Odds for this one have Mendonca minus one twenty eight, Aguilar plus one oh eight. Uh, it's Aguilar plus money on Aguilar is good. He's worth a good money line bet, you know, one, one and a half units, I think. Um, Mendonca is just a bum, and I wouldn't lay juice on this guy versus anybody. So uh, keep it short and sweet. Jesus is going to do it. He's Mexican. He's fighting. Mendonca has only been there for a few days. And I, I think, honestly, he might even be the better grappler and probably submits Mendonca here in the second or third. So any thoughts for you here? That's probably not going to happen. But, yeah, give me a little midget. This little midget, he's at a big reach and disadvantage. Then, um, as like uh, I forgot who the, or the Prado guy, he's at a big one as well. But uh, Mendonca, he kind of just throws power shots. He throws like hooks. Like I feel like he's, Jesus is gonna be able to get inside uh, pretty easily. Um, and grappling wise, I don't think that Mendonca can push a grappling pace. I think Jesus should be able to outlast him. He outlasted everybody. You know, you he 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 usually has. Uh, you know, I, I, he's had a few longer fights, like his contender fight went longer, a few of those little uh, Mexican fights that they have at like bars or clubs or something like that, like a little warehouse, Ray F- Festival have gone good for him. I like him as underdog. I bet him at like plus like 120, 120, 125. Anything better than plus 105. We ride with Christianity. Yeah, and then one one good thing I got, think we got going for us here is Mendonca in his last fight tried immediately grappling versus uh, Nate Maness. His takedowns failed. He started diving on legs. He was getting hit with punches. He kept going for the leg locks and he got knocked the fuck out. So if he tries to take down Jesus Aguilar, he's getting guillotined. So and Jesus Aguilar, like he got those little limbs, dude. It's gonna be hard. To tiny, catch those little, yeah. Little arms, little legs. I mean, tiny. That, this guy is. Good. A shoot the box fraud. He's not one of the. He's not one of the real shoot the box fighters. Yeah, the honestly, real, the, honestly, the biggest issue is this guy should not be at one twenty five. So I'm fading him. Boom. Uh, speaking of guillotines at one twenty five. Uh, next fight, Edgar Chirez taking on Daniel Lacerda, a rematch, the much anticipated rematch. This is a third fight. Well, yeah, it got it got canceled the second time. Uh, Edgar Chirez minus four forty five. Lacerda plus three forty five. Your turn to start this one off. Damn, I- I thought they got locked in the cage a third time or no, the second I, I time. I got canceled like the day of or the day before. What, what, what happened? Lacerda? What happened? Mm, I think Lacerda pulled out. Okay. Um. I mean, I'm, it's always issue. fate. It's always fate Lacerda, dude. This fight is mean. I feel that it's he's going to get submitted, though. That's what I got. 
Boom. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw the first fight, uh, the first few minutes, Lacerda wasn't doing his usual, uh, let me come out and spam strikes at you. He attempted to take down, he hit the takedown. We saw Chires go guard for a little bit. Then when they got back up on the feet, Lacerda attempted a bad takedown, stuck his neck out there, got caught. The referee stopped it early, but I mean, he was probably getting submitted anyway. So honestly, I think that was a bad approach from Lacerda in his last fight. I mean, the guy is technically a mess. His cardio sucks. You might as well at least try to go balls to the wall, throw everything out there and try to make a knockout happen in round one because he's certainly not winning the fight as it goes later either. He just doesn't have the IQ to do that. So um, I think Chires is probably going to find a submission in, in similar fashion. Honestly, it would be hilarious if it just ended the exact same way. It's just a guillotine. Um, but I mean, I'm thinking triangle. Like, I'm thinking triangle choke. Really? Even I don't uh, know. It, could, it, it may not be a normal triangle, but some kind of triangle. The odds aren't even out for this one yet. But um, our boy Chad shouted out the angle of maybe playing. I said uh, no more shout outs for Chad on this. Ch you 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 already mentioned him first. Um, all right, Chires round gonna... two, round two, round three submission. Just you know, hope. Wow, creative by him. Creative. No, I agree. I agree. Um, next fight, lightweight division. Um, Claudio Puelas taking on Ferris Zium. Odds for this one have Zium minus two ten. Puelas plus one eighty. Um, I think Zium is fine at this price. I think he's probably a good wager. I would honestly not really dispute putting him closer to minus 300 here for Zium. So um, I think Zium is going to be a bet for me just waiting to see where the price goes. And I just think it's pretty simple, man. He's clearly the much better mixed martial arts out of the two. Puelas is a little bit of a one-trick pony with the, his knee bars. And I, I think just the guy is no good outside that. He has like a body kick. He goes for a single leg and then he goes for the knee bar. You, you kind of know what you're getting from Puelas. Um, but Zim, on the other hand, is just a much more diverse martial artist. I think the guy's clearly getting better. You know, we saw him get to the UFC when he's only, I think, 23. He's improving fight to fight, getting much better. He's comfortable winning the late rounds, going to a decision. Um, and I just think he, he's the much better fighter. So pretty simple. Um, 210, I think, it, it is good. And I would cap him closer to 300 here. It's probably going to be a decision. Um, but... I think this, instead of maybe getting cute with paying the over two and a half, I think you're better off just taking ZM because if Poilus, you know, finds a way to quit in the second or third round like he did versus Hooker, would that really shock anybody? So, uh, ZM money line's fine here. Yeah, so I think the one thing I want to point out about these guys is, in my opinion, both of their gas tanks are a little suspect. You know, I've, uh, ZM, when he fought, I think it was Vander, how do you pronounce his last name? Vandermini? Luigi. Vandermini, yeah. Yeah, when when he fought him, he, he was, was a little suspect out. late. Yeah, he's a little suspect late with just circling around, but he's good. He's kind of like similar to Hooker. Like he he's pretty agile moving around. He's traditionally a kickboxer. Might have done some glory stuff. I don't know. They say that about everybody nowadays. But um kickboxer has a you know, he could throw straight punches, but he's patient as well. And in his last fight, he did show a, a big improvement or in the 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 fig lack fight, showed a lot of improvement in his wrestling. Um, was able to counter there and stuff like that. So should be able to stay safe here, I think. Early worse, Polos. You know, Polos will have, you know, a few tricks up his sleeve, I'm sure. But even on the feet, he's traditionally marching like a, a body kick guy, right? You know, straight left uh, jab, cross, left body kick. You know, he doesn't have a big array of, of strikes when he goes to the clinch. It's not like he's looking to bust you up very much or, you know, put a lot of work in there. So I'm very low on him overall, even though he is the Prince of Peru, and I fuck with Peru. 
Um, but uh, we're gonna leave that, you know, into the hands of uh, what's his name? What's the guy's name that that need the guy in the nuts? Uh, Daniel Marcos. We'll leave it in his hands, and mm-hmm. I'll pick uh, ZM by three round decision. And I like the over, and that goes the distance here. Maybe look at some uh, like significant strike uh, props, like or um, same name parlays, right? ZM most significant, mm. significant strikes. You know, maybe this guy get a takedown and ZM money line, some shit like that. You know. Now you're getting into it. Now you're getting. Yeah. Into right. It. Yeah. Um. Also, they got uh. Peru's got um. Luis. Puello, uh, that guy from the Contender Series, he had like a he's body fighting shot soon, I think. He's I fighting think he's Fernando fighting. Pa- Fernando Padilla coming up in a month. Um, hold on, hold on. What's the guy's name? It doesn't matter. What it yeah, it's it's a uh, Puello, P A G U. Yeah, I forgot about. I forgot about him. I don't remember who, who he fought. There's another one too. They have one more uh, bull too. Peru. I don't. Uh, it's escaping me who it is right now. But um, Michael Morales. Michael Morales. He's Peru. No, right? no, he's Ecuadorian. Ecuador. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh, there's another also, find, find that out for me, Jamie. Those are my two South American connections, uh, Ecuador and Peru. And I will be in Costa Rica next week. Follow anybody, anybody who's down in that Tamarindo area. Let me know and be there for a wedding. I know, I know, you know, offshore bookies, you know, you want to meet me. Let me know. Hmm. <laughs> there you go, Tony. So, where you at? RIP, RIP, yep. Uh, we're done with that fight. We're moving on to the flyweight division here. Uh, Luis Rodriguez taking on Denise Bondar. Odds for this one have um, Luis minus 122, Bondar plus 102. Luis making his UFC debut. Give it to me straight. Do do you Did you watch these Luis Rodriguez fights? Man, I like Luis Rodriguez. I thought I got robbed. I remember this so clearly when Laura Santos or Laura, Laura what's her name? Procopio. Her name? No. The what's their announcer's name? Laura Sanko. Sanko. I said I said Santos. I had Santos. <laughs> Sanko. Yeah, when Laura Sanko was reading those scorecards, that was that was the fir- first scorecard she ever read, and I, I I'm still convinced to this day that she read them wrong. But this fight, Martian, another one, dude. I like the over, bro. I like the over that goes distance in this fight. I feel like I might get burned with it late, so I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna resist jumping in and i'm gonna try to get really really the best price but how i see it is Ondar, he is a little frenetic i will say that he is a little frenetic and i think it's on his side of either forcing an early finish or messing up and you know maybe tiring tiring himself out so where lewis uh comes on late right uh yeah lewis comes on late um but i feel both guys are well-rounded i feel lewis is okay enough to be able to counter some of Bondar early and then be able to win at late. But I do feel the pick and price is mostly fair. Um, but I am a little surprised that Lewis by decision is priced at like a worse number than like that Bondar is most more most likely. Like that's the most likely perm. And I think Lewis by decision is the most likely permutation. So what do you think about that? The over and the fact that I'm gonna pick Lewis or Rodriguez in the fight. Um, I'll get to that in one sec, but I was doing some Peru research. Uh, Gaston Bolaños, Peruvian, that's bad. And then, um, some other guy, Kevin Boras, the guy who just got knocked out by, uh, no, he didn't, he got knocked out. He lost a decision to Josh Van. Anyway, um, so you got, I think the over, 
It's it's fine. I think I would definitely side with the over with any bet here. Uh, man, Luis, I don't think he's any good, um, but neither is Bondar. And the thing about Bondar is I think his biggest advantage in this fight would be grappling, but I don't even think this guy's a reliable grappler. I mean, uh, Carlos Hernandez, uh, we've seen him struggle with grapplers before. Uh, we've seen his boxing look good before. Denise Bondar boxed with him for the majority of the fight, nine and a half minutes into the fight, finally shot a takedown, got the takedown, didn't keep, get any control with it. So I just think that Bondar doesn't really fight optimally. You know, I don't think this guy is atrocious, but I mean, he's never won a fight in the UFC. He got finished by fucking Malcolm Gordon. He got knocked out so unconscious in his last fight versus Hernandez. Hasn't won a fight in, I think, three and a half years. I was some brain damage. Yeah. Um no, those are a lot of shots he got hit with yeah, That was that was those bad. A lot of um and you know, Luis, man, I don't think I don't know. I don't think this guy is very good at all, but um the, what what I noticed about his striking is he's not like a consistent offense kind of guy. He's like a wait and then explode kind of guy. So I don't think uh he's gonna be, you know, putting a beating on Bondar here. I think Bondar could probably take some damage when he's standing. So yeah, it should go over. I think it's gonna be a real sloppy fight. Um I'll, I'll pick Luis just because it's in Mexico, and I think this is kind of a setup fight for him. But man, this is a low-level sloppy fight, and I, I don't have a confident read on it. Probably my least confident fight in terms of betting. So uh, I mean, you didn't give a you didn't give a single pick. You keep saying that, bro. I, I bet I'm, I'm talking uh, about bet, this fight. You're saying yeah, you, yeah. you're not confident, but you didn't even give a pick that you're not confident about. I said Luis will win. Luis' decision. I agree with you. You're um, all right. You didn't say that before. I said I pick. I'll pick Luis, and I think it goes over. So you can fucking put two and two together. You're disagreeing with me. Flyweight division: Victor Altamirano, Felipe dos Santos. Odds for this one: minus two ninety. Santos, uh, Altamirano plus two forty five. So I'm gonna do something where you hate, and I'm gonna endorse a favorite, but I'm not gonna bet him because minus two ninety on is a little too much for Dos Santos. But I think he's pretty safe in this fight, and I think it comes down to one thing. One thing uh, in Mexico they call it boxeo, right? B o x e o, boxing. Felipe Dos Santos, much better boxer, and Altamirano's defense on the feet in terms of punches is virtually non-existent. He kind of just leans away from punches. He has like a karate type of stance where he, he's, he's, like, best, dude. he's bladed, he's, he's throwing kicks, but I mean, he leans away from punches and he just does not react well to them. And I think that one thing about Santos, I was rewatching his fight against Cotman. He's very, very uh, good boxing, good striking overall, but he has good long extended combinations. So where I think he's going to like lead in with a double jab, get Altamirano leaning back, and then he's going to follow with the right hand that's going to be snapping his head back. And I just think that uh, Dos Santos is going to outbox him for sure. And Altamirano might stay competitive with his kicks, but, you know, Dos Santos is a, a skilled kicker as well. And in terms of grappling in this fight, um, I could see either guy hitting takedowns. Altamirano hit a lot of takedowns versus Salvador, but he didn't keep t his takedowns. His top position is not existent, and Dos Santos uh, just looks really hard to hold down. So I think if Altamirano lands a takedown, he's not going to keep him down. Dos Santos is going to pop right back up to his feet. And um, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked by a KO here for Dos Santos. KO is the odds only. Oh, it's 540 on Unibet. That's not bad. Um, he is not knocking Victor out, bro. Come on. 
Yeah, I eventually think it. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it'll come to fruition. But I think at some point Victor is going to be hurt real bad in this fight. And honestly, Santos is probably safe at two ninety. Man, uh, I had no interest in the dog here. Yeah, I mean, it's Victor. It's always been Victor. He had a little. Honestly, look back at his fights. The Carlos Hernandez fight easily could have gone to Victor, and a Tim Kennedy fight or a Tim Elliott fight. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, honestly, it was closer than people make it out to make it out mm, to be. But on. Tim Tim Elliott was just crotch sniffing like always, and Tim Elliott is a tough fighter, though he is very he's, tough. He's very good. He's very very tough, and he's a foil to Victor. But you know who's not a foil? This Brazilian. And this Brazilian, he's gonna get chopped up. All right, Victor, round three knockout probably starts off with a body kick, and then he's just gonna pour it on him. Um, I don't know how you know that's my you know, uh, prediction for how he's going to win. But the guy's full of surprises, and he's still growing. Even at 33 in the flyweight division, he's getting this <laughs> this fight at altitude. He's, he's 33? He's born in Mexico City, bro. He's born in Mexico. He just had his birthday, Martian. Be Holy like, shit. Say, say happy birthday. He's born in Mexico City, dude. This is a homecoming fight. He's going to put the beats on Felipe Dos Santos. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if he was 23 instead. That's a, that's surprising to me. He looks great, dude, and he's not getting finished, dude. He's not getting knocked out by Felipe Dosab. No, I think he I think he I think he might. Well, um like I said, this is a lose-lose situation for me because if Dos Santos won, wow, a minus 300 won and I didn't even bet it. And then if if Altamirano wins, wow, I endorsed a minus 300. You know, yeah, it, it's happened to me time and time again. Gilbert Urbina being the most recent example. One thing, though, I don't like for Santos here is same thing I've been saying, guys. He got there this week. Altamirano has been training at altitude. And Altamirano. He was born in Mexico City. He was born in altitude. That's the thing. Altamirano. He didn't even adopt it. This this Felipe Dos Santos guy. Two things, though. Two things. Um, Altamirano's cardio is really good. But so was Dos Santos, man. He showed up on a week's notice versus Manel Cop and had an absolute barn burner and then won the third round of that fight. Um, so I think his cardio is real good too. So uh last fight on the card, first fight on the card, Muhammad Naimov taking on Eric Silva. Odds for this one. Uh with Naimov minus five seventy-five. Silva coming back plus four twenty-five. Your turn to start this one off for the last fight. Uh only thing that I will say is that Eric Silva's cardio looked really bad in his uh other fight, you know, it looked like it was like a fifty-fifty fight after two rounds, and then the third round he not only did he just not do anything, he looked uninterested in doing anything. It's like he was like scared to even push to try to find out where his gas tank was. Um, but Naimov, I've never been a fan. He throws better strikes than Eric Silva. So I can see these guys just going at it on the feet a little bit. And um, and uh, what's it called? Yeah, going at it on the feet a little bit. And uh, a big shot by Naimov catches him if, if Eric Silva slows. Well, I, I, I could see Eric Silva trying to get a takedown laying on him, something like that. But not, not, I'll probably bet on Eric Silva, especially now it's over three to one. But I'm not incre- incredibly confident. Four to one, excuse me. And but I'm not incre- incredibly confident that he will win. Um, you're not incredibly confident that a plus four hundred will win. That's, that's or even uh, be like look like value because like <laughs> on the fee he is he is pretty harmless. Yeah. Um surprisingly, I think I might have looked into this fight the most out of them all. Um, 
And Silva, I, I I bet him plus 400 earlier today. He immediately went to plus 425. I mean, within 15 minutes. And, you know, I said that earlier is these, I, this card is probably going to be like a juice parlay heavy card. So some of these big dogs might just keep going up. But I mean, Muhammad Naimov has been almost a three to one dog in both of his fights so far. Now he did win them both, but now he's going from, you know, 25% in his past two fights to now 86% over Silva. And Silva's no good, man. He's 36 years old. He's a grappler who has been mostly submitting bums. And then his debut fight against TJ Brown, he didn't look good. Um, he got out grappled there. His striking didn't look great. And now that was that was two years ago. So he's now 36. And I'm not expecting many improvements from Silva. But even that version of Silva default TJ Brown, I think is live here at plus 425 because Naimov... Um, his takedown defense isn't isn't bad, but he has shown some susceptibility to being taken down and maybe held against the cage here. Um, Naimov, though, can also land his own takedowns. He also outgrappled Wood for a lot of stretches in that fight. He does have some power in his punches, has pretty powerful spinning kicks. I, I think Silva should be very wary of the spinning kicks here. But, I mean, Naimov, yeah, he's going to win, but the odds are, are slightly off. So small bet on Silva, half unit. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully one of either Silva or Sam Hughes, uh, can look value. I don't care if they win. I don't care if they win at all. I need them to look value because value is the only thing that matters. Um, that MMA points in 2024, they don't matter. Value matters. So that'll conclude it. 13 fights. I think we flew through this one pretty quickly, actually. And that's going to bring us we definitely to, did not. We definitely no, no, did we did, bro. I think, I think we went. Actually, you know, I don't know. We're just having fun. We're flying through. You see, you see what I tell you about saying, not saying stuff that you don't know the answer to. No, I mean, I think for th for thirteen fights, we actually got through this one quicker than usual. So, um, mm, okay. we're we're clocking in with the FMK segment. I got three bets for you right off the bat. Okay. Three bets that I know are gonna rack your brain. First one, Barcelos Quinona is over two and a half plus one thirty five. Okay. Oof. Second one. Christopher Duncan plus 165. Oh, Lord. Last but not least, Victor Altamirano plus 245. Wow. Damn. All right. Okay. All right. That's fine. So I'm going to fuck uh, Duncan, that dumb Scottish, you know, dumb Scott. I don't what, What's the derogatory? I don't even know something bad. Wanker. No. Um, so I'm going to take him, you know, that plus 160. That's like the opener price. I liked that when it was the opener there. So I think right now it's definitely, uh, yeah, damn. I was not expecting it to get back there. I'm going to kill. I'm going to have to kill my boy Victor out to Murano, unfortunately. And then I'm mm -hmm. fucking that over two and a half in the, or I'm married, married. excuse me, the over two and a half in the Rowney Barcelos fight. That, that's going to hit, dude. I, I guarantee it. Okay, Martian. I'm I coming like back at you. I'm coming back at you, you little moron. All right, damn! What what happened with the Jesus Aguilar fight? Wow! What about it? It, dude, it got it's hit all... hard, dude. It got hit oh, hard. Oh, yeah, Aguilar, when, yeah, he got that. When did, what, did that happen? Just while we were recording? Damn. No, no, earlier today, I think. Yeah, I I did I did put a free pick out of me adding to my stake, but it wasn't that. I know, ha ha ha! I'm not that egotistical. <laughs> all right, Martian, I'm gonna give you uh Yair Rodriguez minus one forty six favorite. I'm going to give you uh, Jesus Aguilar at plus 110. All right. Uh, that's 20 cents better than you had. And then I'm going to give you 
V goes the distance in the, or the over two and a half, excuse me, in the Floriopolis and Perezian fight minus 135. Mm. FMK, FMK, FMK. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. I got to go with um, killing Yair. Yeah. Uh, can't do that. Marrying Jesus. Always want to marry yes. Jesus. Don't don't want to fuck Jesus. Yes. And then you got to fuck the over two and a half. Um, because I think that it will stretch over two and a half. I think it's more likely than the odds indicate. But uh, I think ZM is the best bet of that fight. Love it. That'll do it. That will indeed do it. We got an amazing fight night from the UFC Apex next week. I'm sure everyone's looking forward to that one. Rosenstrike versus Gagiev. Wow. Uh, uh, let, uh, give us one one pick for Bellator. One and only. Uh, uh, Yoel Romero. Tried yep. and true. And I always add in that round three. Wrinkle. Plus money on Yoel Romero. Easy click. Um. I'm with that, and uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it, everybody. Enjoy UFC Mexico. Enjoy PFL versus Bellator, and we will be back next week. So have a good week. Hope you all win some bets. We'll see you next week. Peace out, everyone.